Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of This is 20 Something. I'm your host, as always, Allison Carpenter, and this week we are talking about the sorry reflex. Um, I'm so excited to get into it with you guys, but first, I wanted to let you know something very exciting. Um, Later on this week, we are going to be putting up our first couple of blog posts from the new This is 20-something blog, which will correspond with the episodes so that you guys can go a little bit more in-depth with our guests and also with the material. There will be links and... um, different um, articles that you can look at and sources and things like that. So very excited to get that started for you guys. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, you guys. So today we are coming at you from Alpharetta. And (laughs) we are in office today with um, someone that I think is going to be pretty well versed on this topic. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hey everybody, I'm Samantha Hewigan. I'm a bilingual sex therapist, author, and activist. I teach at Kennesaw State University when I find the time, which is limited these days. And like I said, I'm the author of Dawn Among the Stars, which is out now, wherever books are sold. Woo! (laughs) And um, we want to thank Samantha so much for setting aside the time today to come and talk with us. You're very welcome. And yeah, so um, we are talking about the sorry reflex today. And... um, I don't know about you, but I hadn't really started hearing about this until the last, like, maybe three years. Yeah. But you coming from a more professional standpoint, has um, it been looked at longer than that, really? Or are we just starting to sort of see this pattern? That's a great question. I think it has been looked at longer than just the last three years. You might have become, you know, aware of the world around you, so three years ago was your mark. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scholars have been complaining about this for decades, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially the feminist scholars of the world who realize relatively quickly that women are quicker, the quickest, to say, I'm sorry for anything, even if they're not sorry, even if they never did it. Right. They say, I'm sorry, more frequently than men, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. And I think one of the main things that kept popping up when I was sort of looking this up and trying to, you know, obviously you read things on Twitter about it and you and your friends talk about it, but going into this, I was like, I need to do a little bit more research. Sure. And I kept coming across the word confidence Mm. and that that was sort of the root of all of this and that maybe our self-confidence is where this is stemming from. So I wanted to know what you thought about that. Well, that's a really interesting idea. I mean, I guess people who quote are less confident would apologize more. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think that is the root of it. I think okay. that plays a piece uh, depending on who you are, where you're positioned in the world. I'm sure that affects a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. But the what I would say is the cause or the reality of it is socialization. We live in a world where we learn from our family at a very, very young age. Guys, I'm a marriage and family therapist, so I'm all about that family <laughs> origin stuff. And yes. we learn at a very young age that Whatever we see around us is what we're going to portray. So if you see mom apologizing a lot, grandma apologizing a lot, aunts and uncles, older siblings, younger siblings that are of the female gender or sex, Mm -hmm. you're going to see that a lot more than you do with males, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to amplify that as you go through life. Now, you can... Like, learn not to do it. You can you can be aware of it. I know that happened to me. You said three years for yourself, right? Yeah. That happened to me probably when I was in college, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would say I'm a little, probably was a little older than you when I realized it. Um, probably like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. I'm 21, so that's, okay. yeah. Same. Then there's a consciousness there, yeah. right? And I started realizing I was apologizing for everything. Mm-hmm. And I still kind of do, because that's just who I am as a person. Like, if I've done something wrong, I'm going to apologize. Right. But... 
I'm going to do something wrong to apologize. Well, and that's what an apology is there for. I think with the socialization that you're talking about, we forget that I'm sorry means that you've done something wrong and that you, in turn, owe somebody else an apology for something. Or just that you'll do better. Yeah, and and sometimes, you know, it's we're apologizing for things outside of our control, like... You know, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but I watched, um, have you watched any of the Barbie vlogs on YouTube? It's so funny. No, not the, the new ones, right? Where she, like, does whatever she wants. I was thinking yes. about this other one. There's, like, the most popular girls in. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that one? Yeah, no. a long time ago. But no, not recently. So. Yeah, so uh, Mattel started doing, like, Barbie has her own, like, YouTube vlog. Okay, And okay. she talked about the sorry reflex in one of her vlogs, and it's super cool. cute, and we're going to put it up in our um, corresponding blog so that everybody can link up yeah. to it and watch it. But basically, she gives a bunch of examples of things that we're apologizing for, and one of the things is um, a waiter bringing food to your table and mm-hmm. saying, sorry, can you take this back and heat it up if the mm-hmm. food is cold? And that's, like, totally out of your control. You didn't... You know, you're paying to eat food and you're expecting that it's at your table I think that's a social construct of how you're supposed to ask for permission. Yeah. So that, for me, doesn't look at it like a gendered thing that we were talking about earlier. To me, it's more like, what scripts do we already know? I say that Mm. all the time because I don't want someone spitting in my food. Yeah. You think if you're kind, you're you're not going to have spit or worse in your food, right? So if you say, oh, I'm so sorry, this is blah, 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 you... Sometimes you're going to get good service. Sometimes you're just not going to get good service because that's just that's the way the, the cookie world. crumbles. Right. So I don't know if that crosses gender lines or, or binaries of that sort, but it does reflect a script. Right. There are certain ways we are in the world, and what we say in the world is reflected back to us. Like I was talking earlier about family of origin, friends, wherever you are. That is going to be something we learn. So we didn't learn another way to say, oh, my God, my food is cold. Right. That makes sense. And... Also, another thing I was uh, talking about that one of my professors brought up in class the other day mm-hmm. was how in, in a lot of, like, Russian cultures, they don't even apologize for even, like, simple things that are their fault, like spilling something, uh-huh. because the act of, like, clean, cleaning it up implies right. that you're sorry that it happened. And right. so I just thought that that was... Well, that's that's a focus on language. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm like I said, I'm bilingual, y'all. I speak Spanish fluently and speak English semi-fluently, but <laughs> some days are better than others. But there are ways, in whatever culture, whatever language you're speaking in, is to to depict that kind of mentality, or like you said, and I guess it's Russian, that they yeah. don't have words for that, they just pick it up. Yeah. That's a cultural thing, that's also a language thing. They mm-hmm. maybe not have the, the, I don't want to say language again, but the words yeah. to depict what we would say in English. Yeah. A lot of people ask me how to translate stuff all the time, and I'm always like, oh my god hold on, let me think, because languages don't match up like puzzle pieces. Yeah. They never will. So you are going to have instances where, yeah, you spell something, we're going to have words for that in English, we could have words for that in Spanish, but we might not have that in different countries and different areas of the world. Right, and you might not be able to portray in one language, like, a degree of apologeticness, I guess. Right. Like, there might just be one word for I'm sorry, and that's the same word you use if you kill somebody's right. mother. You know? And that's right. like, well, you wouldn't say that for spilling something. So when I work with my bilingual uh, clients, they will say I'm sorry in English to me. 
if they're, I, don't, I can't give an example because that's, you know, unethical right. or whatever, but if they do say I'm sorry, they don't say lo siento, like in Spanish, they will say I'm sorry in English. Mm-hmm. So it's like just those weird little differences too. Like maybe that wouldn't happen if we were positioned in Mexico or, or Argentina or anything like that. But here in the United States, when you have someone who's bilingual from maybe not originally from the U.S., they'll say I'm sorry. Yeah, they'll pick up on that. the native especially. language. Hmm. That is really interesting. Yeah. This is why I knew, because I'm not going to lie, I stalked your website a little okay. bit. <laughs> and when I was looking around, I was like, she's going to be so perfect, because I knew you were going to be able to look at it from like three or four different angles. Awesome. So this is so great, and I'm so happy. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, another thing I wanted to ask you is, what do you think like some of the social implications, issues, or consequences are of this problem? Of, of saying sorry yeah. a lot. Um, so, like, we look, oh, start again, that was, like, a random two words at one time. <laughs> See, English, not that great. Um, so we look at who's doing the, the sorrying the most. It's women, mm-hmm. right? So if you are always apologizing in your mind, whether you believe this or not, and I don't believe this, but I'm just giving, I'm just talking, guys, okay? Just follow, follow <laughs> no judgment, me. <laughs> right, follow, follow me for a moment. If you apologize a lot... Our brains, or the way that we've been socialized to think of, of apologizing, weakens. So, which, what I mean by that is we look at that person as weaker or less than. So women are always constantly apologizing. I'm so weird. I'm like looking at you talking, but I'm also looking at you. Like, <laughs> I do so. that too. Okay, good. <laughs> so if we are seeing women apologize a lot more than men, what does that tell us? What does our brain pick up on? There must be weaker. Right. Or they must have more... T- inherently apologize for maybe like you know there's just more wrong yeah well there's a lot of religions and a lot of teachings that say women are less than or gross or sinful Mm -hmm. so where are we positioning women in that those statements and and i'm sorry kind of goes along i know that's very intense y'all but yeah well and this is sort of a perfect thing to talk about our episode last week was over ant flow okay and um so we sort of got into the history about it a little bit Mm -hmm. and um we were talking about how some cultures viewed it as like this mystical like holy time that like if a woman was lucky enough to like sync up with the moon then she would be blessed with her period and stuff but then other cultures like Christianity, which is what I grew up in, you know, there are parts of the Old Testament that aren't so kind (laughs) about the menstrual cycle. And so it's just, it's funny to be following up that episode with this and sort of seeing the parallel from all those centuries back, we've been having to apologize even for menstruating. And now here we are years later and this is an issue. One thing I tell my class, uh, the love and sex class at KSU, guys, if you want to come see me in real life, it's there, (laughs) Um, is that the United States is reported on average, reports more menstrual issues. So cramps, uh, PM, PMSing uh, on like a, just a whole nother level where people can't function, um, all of that stuff. We report that, we are in the United States, at a higher rate than almost any other country mm-hmm. because there's this negative connotation to menstruating. Right. So it's not just, you know, oh, cool, I got my period and you go on with your life. It's, oh my God, my period's coming. That means my skin's going to freak out. That means my hormones are going to freak out. That means I'm going to freak out. That means I'm going to have this, this, and this, and my pants won't fit, blah, blah, blah. You keep talking that negative talk. What are you going to expect? Negativity. Right. That makes sense. And you can't really expect the culture to look at it differently if we're looking at this thing that we experience in such a negative light. We can't really ask or expect men or corporate no. 
uh, companies to look at it. Menstruation is still really scary. Yeah, it's super scary because half the population doesn't deal with it. Yeah, even though they think, if you think about it, they do deal with it. They'll have partners that deal with it. They'll have family members that deal with it. Like it's there. It's not something that they've never experienced. No, you have. You just won't give it the words or the respect that it deserves. Right, and you're a result of that (laughs) process. Surprise! (laughs) Yeah, it all comes back around. In case you didn't know. But anyway, so, um, yeah, back to sorry. So um, what do you think that we can do about maybe correcting the way that we either look at the word or use it or both? Yeah, so I just want to say change is hard. Mm -hmm. So if you do want to change the way that you're speaking and how you're using the word I'm sorry or apologizing in general, you have to be aware that it's going to be hard. You've learned all of these things in your life. So right now I'm 29. I've got 29 years of just baggage. Right? <laughs> the bad and the ugly, right? The 29 years have taught me through my familial ties, my romantic relationships, through being in the world, how I'm positioned, how I look, how I act, my degrees, blah, blah, blah. All of that is playing against change. So you have to realize, you gotta give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that said, if you do wanna change, it's one step at a time. It's being aware of when you're doing it. So if I'm working with you as a client, I would say, like, you gotta be mindful of when you're doing it. Is it with this particular person? So is that person healthy? We don't know. Figure that out. Is it in a certain situation? Do you get really nervous at school? So all you do at school is apologize? Mm-hmm. Or is it your job? Do you have a boss that's always writing you really hard? And so, you know, not sexually, guys. Don't. <laughs> if that's happening, what's a different story. Call me. I'll help you out. It's <laughs> a different story. Um, so it just depends on, like, why and where and what's going on. And understanding that might help you change quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, also having discussions with your loved ones like maybe they have witnessed something that you may not pick up so if you're doing all this internal work there might be a piece that you miss you're missing externally and that's a good place to start with friends and family because who knows you better right nobody yeah and it's also I think good to be able to we talked about this a little bit in one of our um, we were talking about seasonal friendships so people that come in and out of your life and yeah um, so basically what we said there was people are there to sort of play a different role and teach different lessons in different yeah. points in your life. Yeah. And um, we were talking about the different types of friends that you want to make sure you carry, whether it's the same person or not, you want to have a person that fits this mold in your life at all times. I like that. And one of the main ones was somebody that you're able to look at yourself it's kind of like a mirror Mm -hmm. and so maybe that person isn't exactly like you but Mm -hmm. you share similar experiences and you can sort of work through what you're going through together you feel safe with them right exactly so whether that person's your partner or your friend or your whoever Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. but um there just always needs to be someone that can tell you hey you might not see this but I'm looking at you and I see this and right you know whatever so yeah, that um, I think that's a big deal in making any sort of change, but definitely any sort of verbal change because we say so many things right. that we don't even realize we're saying. Right. So. Well, like I mentioned, I'm a marriage and family therapist, so we're always looking at systems, which means we're looking at communities, we're looking at pair bondings, we're looking at families, um, friendships, I mean, you name it, the society, all of that. And so if you're surrounding yourself with people who are making you say sorry a lot, that's going to make the change harder. Mm-hmm. If you're not in a, an environment where you can change freely, because if you change, then the rest of the system has to change. Right. That's hard work. I mean, it's that's why you know I do what I do, and then so many others like in, in my field work so hard to create change in families and, and what have you. But it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's slow moving, and if you don't have that environment around you to, to foster that, you might never be able to break out. 
Right. So it sounds like to me because we're running up on 15 minutes. So I want uh, to see if there were maybe a couple of little everyday things that people can either do to fix this problem if they have it for themselves Mm -hmm. um, or that they can help other people that they're noticing doing this in their life yeah. help them through it. So there's this thing that my dear supervisor, he taught us in while I was in graduate school, but that I continue to use with myself every day and even with clients. It's called the why game. Okay. So it's asking why you're saying what you're saying. Or so I'm going to use it in terms of like you doing the change and then in terms of like other people. Keep asking yourself why. And you'll realize as you keep asking why, 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 it gets harder and harder to actually answer why. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to help you realize what's going on, like I said earlier. Right. Why am I saying this? Why is this person making me doing this? Like, what's the emotion under that? And asking those questions, digging into the real reason behind why you're saying sorry is going to help point you in the right direction. Right. Now, if you're doing it with another person, <laughs> I, I laugh because it's a little harder. Yes. People are going to be like, stop asking me why. But it's going to get to a point where they, they realize and you realize, oh, I was wrong or oh I was doing it because of unhealthy habits or ideas or values whatever the scenario is you will get to the bottom of it Mm -hmm. just do it lightly and with a lot of grace yeah well thank you so much Samantha for making the time again and um, is there anything else that you want to make sure everybody knows before we sign off um, if you want to find me, I'm all over the internet. I know my last name is crazy, so I'll spell it. So <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. I'm really super active over there, over on YouTube, uh, my website. But the last name is Hugan, and it's H-E-U-W-A-G-E-N. And I'd love to stay in touch. And if you have any questions, shoot me an email. All right, cool. And again, we'll put um, Samantha's links. Would you like? What would you like me to link up in our blog? Maybe your. Oh, you can do everything. It's okay. fine. Like Instagram, Twitter, the the website. Okay. That should be good. Sounds good. So you guys will be able to find all of that in the blog. And yeah, thank you again so much You're for welcome. talking with us. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode eight of This Is Twenty Something. You can find us on social media at This Is Twenty Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, yeah, we would love for you to interact with us on social media. And we can't wait to talk to you guys next week.